Bad Vibes with Talia and Alexis. Are we starting? Mm-hmm. Ooh, what a day. I say we start with a little mourner's cottage. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's it's a prayer for for the dead. Oh. It's how we send off somebody or we, rem- well, we remember somebody ahead. that we loved. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Here we go. Welcome. Welcome to the funeral of Bad Vibes. <laughs> This is the end. Episode 10, 11, who really knows? Surprise. Surprise, <laughs> bitches. Okay. It's over. Here's the deal. <laughs> Here's the deal. It's over. It's over. There's gonna we're gonna provide some closure. We're gonna answer your questions. Yeah. Look, this is such a hard episode to record. Do you want to know a message we got the other day? You were in on the the DM that we received. It was to the both yeah. of us. I responded. It was um somebody talked about how their loved one, their partner was uh deployed like overseas and mm. this podcast is keeping her afloat, really helping her get through tough times. I get messages like this all the time, which makes this week really hard to announce something we've known for a bit, but we thought we'd just like keep things happy Rolling. as usual and and then we just like cut it real quick, <laughs> ripping <laughs> off the band-aid. Yeah. This podcast is ending. It is. And I mean, like you said, it makes it – it's kind of hard because every time I hear a voicemail, like I just kind of want to cry because I don't want to leave people hanging. But like ultimately, we were given a set of oppor- – like there's just decisions that have to be made sometimes based on your current, you know, situation. And so things have to – all good things must come to an end, you know? Look, we don't mean to blindside you guys. We love you. Yeah. And we love doing this podcast, especially together. I think Especially. there's never been yeah there's never been a better team. We love each Period. other. We are dear friends on and off mic and this sucks. It, we're joking yeah. about it cuz that's the only way that we can record this episode and we mm-hmm. understand that a lot of you some of you might be happy. Some of you are going to be <laughs> real upset like the people that DM us, um the people that call us. It sucks to do this and we're sorry to do it out of nowhere but we just we thought that it was just best if we like kept up business as usual and then we we did this at the end um do you want to answer questions give a brief reasoning yeah well for me um i think everyone kind of knows that i am very busy and like my bandwidth it, with return to office and like new work opportunities is just really not possible for me personally to keep up with the podcast and i didn't feel like it's fair to talia or our team at bet just for me to like be so to not really be able to like give my all to something that everyone else is giving their all to. So with that, like I just had to make that decision, even though it's like very hard. Um, the thing is, at the end of the day, I'm he- very excited to hear Talia in her ne- whatever she does next in terms of like podcast content, etc. And I do wish we could be doing it together. It's just that's not possible in my current lifestyle. Yeah, and I, you know, upon hearing this news, we decided that Bad Vibes is a joint effort. It, there's two hosts to this podcast, and we love bantering together, but it's no fun if it's just me talking with nobody to bounce off of, and <laughs> I do not want another co-host. Um, this Bad Vibes is with Talia and Alexis, so what we've decided to do is I will carry on with a new project, which is in the works at Betches. It will be mm-hmm. here. You will be able to find it. It won't be hard. 
um, you'll get a notification. And, you know, usually when episodes hit, what, 10 or 11, how many have we done? This is no going idea. to be where there was going to be like a little season break, yeah. but it's just going to be a season break essentially. And then I will be coming back with something new to mm-hmm. offer you in the podcasting world. But um, it's it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm not going to lie either. I feel – especially when I hear a voicemail, like I feel like I'm going to cry. Like I just can't. Yeah. Every it's, time I open those DMs, every time we hear the voicemails, it's – and to have heard them knowing that like this is going to be the last voicemails that we're hearing for the past couple of weeks. Like it hasn't been easy and mm-hmm. we're sorry. We really yeah. are. And we want to thank you so much for tuning in and caring about our opinions and our lives and our families. And we've had so much fun talking with each other. It's not Especially, the yeah. end, but you can still find Alexis's content everywhere. And yeah. I'll be here still. Mm-hmm. But the two of us together, it's just, it's not the same. And it's going to suck. It is. I think you've said it all. I think what I really want to reiterate is how grateful I am for like all of the incredible people. Like not just the people who called in, but like if you took the time to leave a review, if you took the time to like even listen to this, like that's an hour of your life that you gave to us. And I'm like super grateful for that. And like really happy that we got to bring good content, I think, to the internet. Like I think this was like I've stood by and loved like everything that we've put out. And like that makes me happy that it impacted you in some way, shape or form. So with that being said, we're still out here. So we're not Mm -hmm. going anywhere, but this podcast can't just can't continue in the way that it is now. We're extremely proud to double down on what Alexa said, extremely proud of everything that we've put out and extremely proud of the audience that we've cultivated. There's a lot of you. It's, it's unbelievable. And it's, I don't know, like it feels so good and I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. and I love the people like, you know, the people that call in, you hear them. They're all like yeah. that, all the voicemails. You're all funny, mostly women, but shout out to the men out there. You're Kay. all funny people calling in with really genuinely funny questions, funny stories to share. And we can tell by listening and by reading the DMs that we've cultivated this community of people that we like. And we're going to do our best to keep providing that same type of content for you. So we're so proud of everything that we've been able to put out for you and we are so proud of the reaction and how loyal you guys have been um so we're not completely leaving but it's just not going to be the same and we're sorry yeah genuinely for that how's la honestly beautiful like okay 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 some thoughts on la (laughs) gorgeous out here love that i went to look at apartments just to see if it was like the vibe for me yeah i did but listen 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 to the full thing And I was like, it would be so nice to have this much space. It would be so nice to like see a blue sky every day and green and all that stuff. But the fact, even though like I can't drive, like I'd have to learn how to drive and buy a car, the simple Mm -hmm. fact that you sit in the car for like four hours a day, it's it's not possible for me to like mentally allow that to happen. Like absolutely not. Like I can't do it. And so at the end of the day, like I'm not going to be moving to this state. However, it's gorgeous. Like, though, uh, to live a life without seasonal depression, like, I would really love to know what that's like. So, LA, you're cute. And that, I share that take 100%. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I really enjoyed this nice two weeks of not being depressed. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful. I'm ready to go back to New York. I think that I'm ready. 
Well, I would say I'm ready to go back to my apartment. I have to be ready to go back to my apartment because guess whose new apartment just fell through five minutes before we started this recording. No. Yeah. Yeah. What I, happened? I, I jinxed it. I was so <sighs> on track to get this so, apartment. You... I was so excited. That's Some people would call that manifesting when you act mm-hmm. as though you already have it. Mm-hmm. I did already have it. The guy was like, great, just send over this stuff and we're good to go. Took forever to respond. Never listed the apartment because it was going to go to me. You know, even spoke to the girl who's currently there and was like, yeah. yep, this is, she's taking it. Give her your furniture, whatever. Period. I was already figuring out prices for furniture with this girl. And suddenly this guy emails me, what, four weeks later as I'm a month away from moving out of my current place. This is New York real estate people. This yeah. guy tells me that I need to be making a hundred times the rent. This was not on the initial agreement that like the the initial discussions that we had. I was approved initially. But he says that the circumstances have changed due to the current market. You need to be making a hundred times the rent. So you need and to I'm be like, made, that's not what? possible. It's a studio fucking apartment. Nobody who makes who? that much money wants to live there. Who is making that much money and wants to live in a 500 square foot studio near NYU? Please. No. Are you crazy? So I'm like, okay, well, obviously it's time to call the bank of dad. And I phone my father and I'm like, you need to sign on as like a guarantor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you need to prove. And he's like, I don't even make that. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So he's like sending this guy like his assets and shit. I don't even know. He's like proving that. it's ridiculous this guy knows everything about our family now and then after a week i'm like okay it's all handled the guy goes sorry just just now five minutes ago sorry talia um it's not gonna happen four weeks before i need to move out i'm gonna be on the street if anybody knows of a place no you're not like that's how it works in new york you find a place and you sign it the day you see it like you're gonna you're gonna find something it's just gonna be hell to get there it's gonna be quick you know like it's gonna gonna be be quick quick. but that's how it is like once things are listed you've got a smooth 24 hours in new york that's kind of it so you just need to like live on street easy right now well what do you think i did the minute that this happened i have Mm -hmm. street easy open in another tab and i was just perusing until we started recording (laughs) i've already sent requests to tour like five places i hate this fucking city i hate it so much god so why did i choose to live here it is so I do awful. I feel kind of trapped. It's like I live in New York where I have all these opportunities and cool people around me and like great trans public transit. However, it's literally like so cold and like dirty. And then LA is like a whole different story. Like what a we whole said before. Story. We're literally accepting the bare minimum of life. And yeah, that's to it. like Yeah, yeah. Oh Lord. I, but it, it is crazy because like my parents just bought a house and like I feel like my if I wasn't paying a COVID deal, like my rent would be more than their mortgage on a five bedroom house in St. Louis. Five bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. I guess they need five bedrooms. Well, yeah, they I need talk like to people eight. even in LA and they live in such nice places and they're paying less than me. And I live in a place, it looks like a prison cell. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe my life. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, I cannot we- believe. I mean, hey, we do have crazy fucking opportunities and like being able to live in New York is amazing. But sometimes I'm like, damn, like this oh, no, is I'm never ugly. moving. Yeah, I'm never I'm, moving. I'm never like- leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having more fun than anybody. Yeah. If you facts. can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Period. And we did that. 
<laughs> except for our podcast that's ending. That's but, ending, you know. Not I, failing, just ending. No, it certainly didn't fail. That's the truth. I'm proud of that. But do you think there will be people that are happy about this podcast ending? The thing is, like, I don't think there was – it hasn't existed long enough. Like, the thing is that there's going to be people who are happy or who are sad that it's ending because they loved it. And then there's going to be the random haters that came out of nowhere that weren't actually listening to it. We had fun. Oh, I mean, I had fun. I enjoyed every moment. But, I enjoyed every second. And I'll continue but, you know, to. I gotta, but I got a career I got to work on. I know. I know. Sucks. You Listen, if I were making the money that you're making and having the fun that you're having at your job, I don't think I would – to risk it for this podcast either this once weekly podcast thank you appreciate it i appreciate that validation but yeah no your decision is the one that anybody would have made faced with the options that you were faced with absolutely well i hope everyone can understand that because i'm gonna miss talking shit with you every week everyone's gonna understand it we're still gonna talk shit just not on a microphone and then it'll be more fun oh it's gonna be so much more fun <laughs> We have a voicemail, people. We love your voicemails. Thank you for every single one that you've sent us. As I said, you guys are so fucking funny. (laughs) They just give me such a laugh, like every single (laughs) voicemail. I'm so excited to hear this, and I can't believe this is our last one ever. I want to hear them all. And if you left a voicemail that we weren't able to answer, or if you had a question that you were going to ask, or anything, a story that you wanted to tell us, Please don't hesitate to send it to Alexis and I directly. We still have mm-hmm. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat. Just contact us and we will Answer totally you. listen to your voice memo. We have AMAs on our Instagram all the time. All the time. I actually haven't done one in forever. Really? I haven't done one in forever. The thing is, it's been it's so fine. busy. I know I need to go it's back. Fine. All right. Let's hear it. Hi, Tally and Alexis. I'm honestly like honored to call you, even if you don't put this on the podcast. So I don't really say I have a hot take, but I have, like, more of an inquiry that I want your guys' opinion on. So let's just put it very bluntly. Um, when I feel like I'm at my largest, per se, and granted, put this in perspective, I have a lot of body dysmorphia, but when I feel like I'm at, like, my largest, I feel like I do the most spontaneous shit. Like, Last year, at this time, granted, I'm 20, so, like, put this in perspective, last year in the spring, like, a year ago, I think last week, I got on Tinder and just matched with a guy, and I was like, I'm going to your place, and he was like, great, and I went at 3.30 in the morning, and my friends were like, you're insane, but I, like, wanted to distract myself from feeling, like, ugly. Like, when I feel ugly, I feel like I do the most insane things. Um, that looks I'm proud of, but no one that I, like, am friends with thinks is okay. Like, they think I'm insane. So if you guys have any input on, like, your thoughts, like, when you feel the worst about yourself, do you do the most memorable mm-hmm. things for yourself? And also, do your friends support you when you do that? So that's my really main main hot take there, but I also just wanted to call in because I just found out yesterday that my first kiss Tinder boy is now dating someone. So big tears there. Okay, love you, bye. Boy, oh boy, do I have some shit to say. Oh my God, insecurities jumping out. Okay, so here's the tea. But in the best way, she's so self-aware. That's what I was going to say, is that like the self-awareness is so amazing. We love that. For me personally, like 
When I don't want to feel any negative emotion, I numb it with something. And sometimes that's with work and it's productive and it's fabulous and like think great things come out of it. And other times it's with a little too much of a certain substance. And that can also result in like a problematic behavior. So once you realize that like you're trying to numb that feeling of insecurity, that's when you realize that's when you decide to, to go to find numbing in a healthier way. And if it's not in a healthy way, then I guess it's a story. Girl. If I could only tell you the crazy shit that I did my freshman and sophomore year of college, I lived yeah, it's to really do too risky, much. dangerous. No, you've heard about it, Alexis. I wish I could talk yeah. about it on the podcast. I, I, I was never drugs. I mean, you know, I had fun I, responsibly, but like I, I didn't. My release was honestly like boys, sex, doing crazy things, meeting up with people who were too old for me, um, lived too far away from me, <laughs> doing things that were really bad. Like, and and my friends supported them in the sense that they were like, Talia is so crazy. We love the stories. Like, I I would always be the one in my sorority who had like funny stories to tell mm-hmm. of um just like cool shit that I'd done, like that stuff that I thought was cool. It was like a I I look back and I look at the correlation of like I I started to wonder why when my career kind of took off and when I felt so content um with my body and with myself um I was having a lot less sex and I was going on Tinder or Hinge or whatever I used to use like never like I I really I kind of went into a dry spell and I noticed that there the times when I was the craziest the times that my body count went to an insane number and I was just having a ridiculous amount of sex. Um, I was at my heaviest by far. And I mm. was feeling like really – I look back at pictures of myself and I'm like, you really were I – don't, I don't like how I looked at all. And I was really, really unhappy with myself. And um, I think that I was using crazy stories. It doesn't always have to do with men, but my drug of choice was men. And yours might be that or just doing impulsive shit. Um, that was what filled the void and made me feel like I had a sense of self-worth because I Mm -hmm. was at least, if I didn't like myself and the way that I looked, at least these men were making me feel wanted and sexy. And at least I felt like what I had to offer, if not in, like if I had nothing else to offer in my room full of 65 women who were under a hundred pounds in my sorority, what I could offer was a really funny story for them during our sisterhood event. You know what I mean? So that's a very real phenomenon. And it took me years to realize it. And I didn't realize it when I was in it. And it sounds like you're realizing it when you're in it, which is a huge step ahead of where I was. So I really respect your self-awareness. And I like that you're recognizing that you're using this. There's a correlation between when you feel your worst and when you're doing the most impulsive shit. Um, Mm. It's hard to tell her to completely stop doing fun shit because you're never gonna stop doing fun fun shit you're never gonna stop (laughs) doing fun shit it's like you just have to recognize and i think i do this now too because i found like in the beginning of the pandemic like i i resorted to like eating disorder behavior or like drinking too much wine or that type of thing to fill the void of not feeling like worthy enough and that uh, Mm -hmm. once you realize that you're doing it it's not going to mean you're going to stop cold turkey doing whatever it is it's you ask yourself do i need another drink 
or am I feeling an uncomfortable feeling and I just don't want to feel it? And like the awareness is the biggest step. And then you start to sort of self-soothe in some way. So if you're like, "Mm, I don't feel good about myself. I'm downloading Tinder. Be like, okay, do we want to make this decision or not? And sometimes you still will. But at the end of the day, like the fact that you know it is the biggest thing you can do for yourself. Right. You need, for me, it changed when I stopped seeking validation from external factors. Validation Mm. needs to come from within. And if your validation, when you think of the word validation, what comes to mind? Is it like, for me, it used to be validation was like, People thinking I was funny, laughing at me, my friends thinking that I was the crazy one in the group, everyone having like having this reputation at my school of the crazy, funny girl, and men thinking that I was hot. Like that was it. Men wanting to have sex with me. That was where my validation came from. Later and before that in high school, it was academic validation. It was getting into oh, yeah. schools. It was getting it was becoming the president of clubs. So then when I became sexually active in college, it transferred to that. So um, you need to start seeking validation from within. And I don't think that I stopped having sex for validation and started having sex when I wanted to, which was a lot less frequent um, until I like it, it just so happens that it correlates with when I really became happy, like senior year, like second semester, senior year mm-hmm. of college when I started to like find my calling, find my passions. I discovered TikTok. I made way better friends. And then also, like the impulsive shit that I was doing, like if I ever did it, if I ever like went on a date in the city, like went out to San Francisco and met some guy who was five years older than me, or like if in I city. had sex, like had a one night stand, those things were less frequent and therefore they were actually done just for fun and to be young and have a good time, which is what I do now. Like me exactly. blowing that guy in the parking lot, that was a fun thing that I did, not because of validation, but because that guy was hot and I was having a good time and I was like, this is funny. And yeah. I really wanted to, like I was turned on and horny. Not because I wanted to impress him and like satisfy some like, oh, yes, finally, I've got the validation. Like I I can feel good about myself. You you really need to like find what makes you feel validated from within. Fill that void with something that only you can provide. Find your passion. Find something that you love to do. Find something that makes you feel good. Maybe that's like honestly taking a path towards, you know, loving your body, whether that's changing your body or coming into body acceptance. You need to start looking at yourself like this doesn't need to be validated by doing crazy impulsive shit. It yeah, needs I to be validated by me. The body shit is it's a like a lifelong struggle, but for me mm-hmm. like I I did not feel like I still don't in a way like feel connected to Same. my body and I feel like it's so hard to be to fall in love with yourself like long term and I do think it's like a little step every single day. Like I've done two years of like recovering from disordered eating and I still am like, I still like remember calories and shit like that. Or I still look at my body, do body checking. I'm like, do I look good enough? Whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like those things are always going to be there. But what's nice, what I started doing to feel more validated in my body was doing the cheesy shit of like, I am going to take care of myself today. Like writing it down, like thinking about how like, I'm going to feel my best instead of like how I'm going to be smaller so other people can like what I look like. And some of that is like just reframing. Like my therapist asked me once, she was like, I I basically, my thing was like, I didn't feel like being successful would mean anything if I wasn't skinny. And my my therapist was like, are all, are all successful women skinny? And I was like, no, they're not. And so just like having that reminder that like, it's not your worth 
to look a certain way and like try to find that in other places in your life that are not what you look like. Right. I'm definitely, it's, it is, as you said, it's a lifelong thing and every single day, it doesn't even get better for me every single day. Some days I take a couple yeah. of steps back. I mean, I have terrible body dysmorphia. I have no fucking idea what I look like. I'm constantly checking. I can't walk by a mirror or a window without looking and being disappointed with what I see a lot of the time. But what I've always preached and what I, a lot of what I became known for on TikTok too was like, my philosophy is body acceptance. I don't even believe in probably what Alexis believes, which is like falling in love with yourself. I don't think I'll ever get to that point. I think that Mm -hmm. I will fall into acceptance with myself, which I've really come to uh, start doing. And it's like, I don't, I never, I don't hate myself the way that I like hated my body freshman, sophomore year. But I do, um, I don't know. I was sort of raised with the mentality. Like I grew up thinking I will like no, like no successful women in my field is heavy. Mm-hmm. And like, therefore I can, it's, I have this like thing that I, I thought that it was just kind of me, but then I read a lot and like heard a lot of different accounts from different women. And I've realized this is like an extremely, extremely common thought, which is this thought that like, once I'm skinny, then it'll happen. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. like when I'll get a boyfriend once I'm skinnier. Like when I mm-hmm. lose 10 pounds, that's when it'll happen. And every day is just like, yeah, it's like procrastinating. Yeah. And it's like, when like I'll be successful when I'm skinny. I so heavily associate being thin with being successful. Me too. Um, and so like when I I knew that I wanted to like be in entertainment from a young age. So it was a very like I just grew up with this thought that like no woman in my field can look the way that I look and like reach success, which is in the olden days was true, but the world is changing and like we're a new generation. You really have to break out of this mindset that like once you're skinny things will happen mm-hmm. for you once you're and whatever your thing is like what once you love your body things will happen for you like no you no you need to stop waiting on your body to be the thing that defines your progress um so try and Ugh. take our tips for like dissociating like what your happiness and success and like fun times with your body like they shouldn't be intertwined yeah. Um, and it's going to be a journey and we're still it's on that a journey, journey, but yeah. it'll it's take a, a while. I mean, I'm glad to hear that like she's recognizing unhealthy or recognizing that some behaviors can be unhealthy mentally and taking note of that. That's a big step. And like, I think that's all we can, that's the best advice you can give anyone because there's no blanket advice for, for changing like your mindset when it comes to your body. Cause it's just like, I, I, like you said, like there's no nothing works for everybody. It's so mm-hmm. hard every day, but like every woman is going through it, hundred percent, right? And as for this guy who kissed somebody, what's this she said at the end? I don't know that she like found her out first t- Tinder kiss is dating somebody, and now she's she's probably comparing herself to that girl. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Don't stop, stop it. Stop it. Block them. Immediately. Seriously, that's the only way. That's the only way. Only stop way. Stop looking at their shit. Distract yourself with things that make you happy. All right, let's move on to Roasted or Toasted, our final Roasted or Toasted. <laughs> let's, what's our first subject? Elon Musk buying Twitter. Who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> genuine, like my, my group text was talking about it today and like one of them works at the bank where like they're doing the deal or whatever. And she was putting mm-hmm. all this financial jargon in the chat. And I was like, what the fuck does this mean? Like, is Twitter going to stay the same or not? Like, that's the real question. 
Mm, I Let's really hope don't it like- does because like I love it, but it's like as a business, Twitter has not grown, so people are not going to use it as like people are not going to like see it as financially set. Whatever. I like being on Twitter. Like that's where all the news and culture is. Why does every billionaire have to take over everything? Like, why does every billionaire have to pervade every other type of like business? Like, I don't need Elon Musk in entertainment and social media. You can stay making cars. I don't know why we need that. I saw this tweet that was like, what we've realized, like, you know how Netflix is like changing its business model or something? Not everything mm-hmm. has to keep growing in order for it to be valuable to society. Like Netflix right. is good at, good enough as it is. I like it. They don't need to make more money. Like let's just let them live. Like that's how I feel about mm-hmm. Twitter. Like Twitter is what it is. It's not going to get better. It's just doing what it needs to do right now and it'll naturally right. evolve. So like let's move on. Some things like, are I perfect the way that they are. Exactly. So yeah. that's our thoughts. Elon Musk, is. I really can't like imagine having that much ego please. No, it's like really scary. Also, anybody who names their kid a cruel name like that, I automatically, uh, they're in my burn book. I don't (laughs) like anybody who names their kid a weird name is on my shit list because I think that is the purest and most fucked up form of, it's setting them up from the moment they're conceived with a life where they will never be taken seriously. Also, like there's a difference between ethnic names and like whatever. We're not talking about that. We're talking about weird ass. Like, you know, the the girl who does the Mormon blogger baby name predictions on TikTok? No. Oh, my God. This woman is a fucking star. She predicts mommy bloggers like baby names on her TikTok based on like a series of factors. And she brings the funniest jokes. Like it's pure comedy that she you will just throw in there. It's so good. But like they'll be naming their kids shit like remote and all that. Like Sky. Like Dude, it's just like not what a is, real thing. What even is Elon Musk kid's name? It goes by X. But it's like, like what is like it? It's a code or something. I don't know what it's it is. It's so fucked up. That is so fucked up. It should be illegal. It really should. It like, should be illegal. And then they have another one too. They had two babies. Yeah. He has 10 kids. Did you know that? Oh, 10 kids. Please gross. stop. It's giving gross. Nick Cannon. Do you know how many kids Nick Cannon has? Nick, Nick Cannon has a new baby mama every three months, and I am not exaggerating. Like, Why don't these guys just wear condoms? Like, What is the deal? I don't know, but the funny thing about Nick Cannon is he does – like, he has all these baby mamas, but he shows up to every maternity shoot. So like, even though he, he'll have multiple different women pregnant at once, but he's like in all the maternity photos, and it's so – humiliating i think it's like a weird thing like a deep primal masculinity thing where they feel like they need to like spread their seed like they keep fathering babies they can't just have sex they have to father a kid because that's like where the power comes from it's so gross future too future too future has like eight different baby mamas or something literally he does and did you hear what he said in that interview what that was on twitter Someone asked, like, if he'd like to have a kid with, like, who, like, who he next wants to have a kid with, or something like that. He was like, "I'd like to have more than one kid with the same woman, because I think that would make that woman like more." Yeah, he's like, "I think if I had two with one woman, like, that would make the woman more special to me." And like, he literally said that. (laughs) It's like so fucked up. I literally hate men with a burning fucking passion. It's actually <laughs> that's dis- it, and it's there disgusting. It's disgusting. it's disgusting. And financially, I wish they were all more like Drake. Yeah, yeah well, too. they can afford it. 
But it's irresponsible emotionally for these children to grow up this way. I really do think there's so, there's such thing as too many kids. You can't pay attention to this many. It's not fair, especially when they all have a different mother and they have no relationship to one another. It's fucked up. Well, yours all have a relationship to one another and they're all yeah, raised by the same woman. And we're all raised by the same people, but it's still – There's a family there's unit. There's no way. There's no way that like once you get past four kids, you can give them all an equal amount of attention. Like in my experience, like I just think there's a such thing. And it's even worse if they have different parents because then it's just like a fractured like is, does my dad love me or not? Like that's just going to be their like life question right. and like forever. It's just like it's just shitty. And like as someone who's experienced it, I don't know my father like that. And it's you know that'll contribute to all my body dysmorphia long term, girls. Like it's right. crazy. So yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we went from Elon Musk buying Twitter to <laughs> the baby fathers. <laughs> Meanwhile, I wish my parents would have another fucking kid. <laughs> Somebody get I, off my back. I already told you. I got four of them waiting <laughs> in St. Louis, Missouri. They are ready to go. They're ready to go. <laughs> They and they know all the Hanukkah trans the Hanukkah, they know all of it. <laughs> They're already Jewish. They're already Jewish. They're, They're ready already to go. Jewish. This is so <laughs> fucking funny. Oh my god. For our final roaster toast. It's this podcast. Bad vibes. Let's roaster toast this podcast. Okay. Roast we have some roast qualities and some toast qualities. My roast qualities were I hated listening back to myself and hearing when I like was overly repetitive and said the same phrases too many times, like fuck, for example. Um, (laughs) And I hated being unfairly targeted by people because we didn't like Joe Rogan or something like that. And I hate doing this virtually. Oh, that's true. But we've only done it virtually like twice. I know, but I hate it right now because like I want to give you a hug. Even though you wouldn't Aww. accept it. I, I'll see you when I get back. When we both get back. Yeah, we, when we both get back. You do your roast qualities. My roast, I also hated listening to myself, but I do love to hear myself talk in the moment, which is really tough to listen to because I'll notice that I like talk way too much. Um, I hate when I interrupt and I don't even realize when I'm doing it. It's really bad. Like, it, But it's it has contributed to I me. I think I do. Don't lie. I totally do. I but it has helped like- me in daily conversations watch myself and not interrupt as much she's growing period i'm learning yeah (laughs) what else um i want to roast i want to roast i kind of want to all of the unfair distribution of hate that we both received alexis got way more than me a b i don't read the freaking reviews but i want to roast anybody who doesn't like me and Alexis, <laughs> I just I like there's literally no fuck reason. you. You don't understand humor. There's, there's literally like, no reason. Literally no reason. You know that you talk about people like this in private. All we did was talk about it on a microphone. So shut up. Also, That's my um, yeah, like we literally all we did was just put a microphone in front of two bitches talking. And a lot of the times, the people that will like talk about us on Reddit and stuff, they are we on say, Reddit? You gotta send me the link. We don't have we don't have our own page, but we've been brought up. People will talk about the people that we talk about and be like, oh, yeah, Talia and Alexis were really harsh about these people. Yeah, I get it. They're insufferable. But Talia and Alexis were mean. Bitch, you just called somebody insufferable. The people (laughs) who are listening to this podcast are so much meaner than we are. We've never called somebody insufferable. I know. I I know. But we were funny. We were funny as fuck. I think I'd like to toast the fact that we were honest and authentic and vulnerable. 
I think never we were lied. too early. I think the truth is we're a little too early. I think in five years we'll too see early. something exactly like this and it's going to be great. Totally. I'd like to um, toast our guests. Loved you guys the most. We loved all our guests. We loved all the guests that we weren't able to have on because it's ending. Yeah. Shout Sorry, out to guys. Love go. you. Shout, Shout out to, to Olivia O'Brien. <laughs> love you. Um, and we, we love to toast our producer. Period. Um, Sean. We live for Sean. Sean, if there's one thing there's that made one, this whole thing worth it, it's Sean. It's Sean, man. I've never felt this much love and support from a coworker as we did with Sean. I mean, I've never more felt this much love and support honestly. from a straight white man. I mean, a straight white man being this <laughs> nice to me, I'm in a different dimension. We love it. He is Thank our you, dad. Sean. Every time we walk into the studio and I see his smiling face, I'm like, oh, I'm home. Everything is going to be I mean, fine. Yeah. I'd also like to thank Allie. Who does a lot of our guest booking? Allie's she takes the best. notes during our recordings. She is so fucking funny. Sometimes I think that she should be on the podcast. And we I agree. I feel like anytime I see Allie laugh while we're talking, I'm like, oh, I did a good job. Yeah, yeah we did something funny for sure. We she's did something so for funny. sure because she's so funny. We love it. We'd like to thank Betches. Well, I'm stay. I'm sticking around. But she's sticking around. Thanks. I'll be here. For the, thanks for the opportunity, Betches. But peace and blessings. Maybe next time. <laughs> Um, I'll be here. You'll find me soon. There will I be can't an announcement. wait for it. And I'll come on your show whenever it is, just for old Duh. time's sake. What just about we just have myself. you as a guest, but every week, and then that way, like, it's not really <laughs> a mean, huge commitment. Yeah, then and I can't be held accountable. I'll just take you out to dinner every night, and that way you'll get paid. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> that perfect. way you can't you can't get in trouble with your work, but you're just technically a guest on a just podcast a guest. as an influencer. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, what does that have to do with anything? You know, I like that idea. I'm here for it. <laughs> I just can't wait for what's to come next from you. That's for sure. Like, I'm ready to tune in. I will be waiting patiently yeah. about what's to come next for you. Who really knows at this point? Let's hope Let's hope I get a fucking promotion. Oh, my God. Should we end on this note? So, Well, I, I like to look. I obviously stalk Alexis's social media because I'm her biggest fan. And I like to look at who's following her that I know. Yeah. I want to shout out the people who are following Alexis and not me that I know. Who? <laughs> and A, my neighbor. Stop. My next door neighbor in New York. <laughs> no, she doesn't. How does she, she know? Follows all of no. my friends. But not you? All of them. Because she hates you, right? She I think, I, you, I, think right? I had her. I removed her. But oh, she okay. follows you. Stop. She follows all of my friends. Every single person I've ever posted on my Instagram, she's followed them. Secondly, Stop. I'd like to thank my former camp counselor and shout out to her. She is getting married this weekend. I know this because I've followed her ever since I was her camper, what, wow. 10 years ago or something. However, she's never followed me back. She does follow Betches, Alexis, <laughs> <laughs> and like everyone at Betches. Stop. But, and also she sometimes watches my story too, but she does not follow me. But congratulations to you on your wedding. Um, Congratulations this weekend. We I know everything that. about this wedding too. I know I everything love, about it. I love stalking <laughs> people's weddings. Like I don't really want to have one, which like I'll have one if I have money, but like right. I love a wedding detail. I'm judging your wedding, whoever you are. And I see I've been on my judging feet. her wedding. She's been planning this wedding for two and a half years because of COVID. Yeah. So I've and been you, along for the fucking ride. I was there for the bachelorette party. I was there for when she ooh. picked out the dress. And she's even following me back. But I she mean, follows you. If you have a distant cousin who's having a wedding and like you reposted it on your story, like I'm invested in the wedding. Like I'm watching. So, yeah. Please, I want to see I'm going to have to tune in. 
We love it. Oh, anyway. But anyway, shout out to the girls who follow me. They're really the best. I'm very happy with all of the followers I gained from being on this podcast because I think that, as I said before, we cultivated a group of people who are our type of people. And I I love those people. We love you. We love you. Thank you. I love you, Alexis. I love you too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> Except I definitely am. Oh, I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> I oh my god! You. I can't believe you told me you love me. This is too much. <laughs> what do you mean? I always say that. I know, but you always are like smiling. It's never like the last time on a. Oh my I'm god! I'm talking okay. to you it's right fine. now. It's I fine. Love you. Not the I ASMR. Love you, so you know I hate ASMR. Ew. Okay, I'm gonna throw away. To bad vibes. (laughs) Toast. A toast to bad vibes. Thanks for listening. Bad Vibes is a Betches Media production. The podcast is produced and edited by Sean Kilby. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to leave us a voicemail at 212-287-5244 or send your emails to badvibes at betches.com. Batches.